Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit ByteRadio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Dimitri Moraitis, and we'll be talking about a book that he co-authored with Barbara Martin entitled Heaven and Your Spiritual Evolution, A Mystic's Guide to the Afterlife and Reaching Your Highest Potential. Heaven and Your Spiritual Evolution inspires you to make your soul's growth an even stronger priority in your life. Based on 50 years of clairvoyant experience, Martin and Moritis take you on an extraordinary journey through the many dimensions that exist in the world of spirit. They offer a clear picture of how the process of evolving through many inner realms of life, what the road to heaven looks like, and how the destiny of every it is the destiny of every soul to reach its spiritual pinnacle. Learn effective meditations with divine light to increase your connection to the heaven worlds, unlock your creative potential, and accelerate your spiritual unfoldment. Complete with full-color illustrations by fine artist Jonathan Wilshire, the breadth and splendor of the spiritual worlds come vividly alive in this life-changing book. Dimitri Moraitis is a co-founder and co-spiritual director of Spiritual Arts Institute, SAI, in Encinitas, California, and you can find them at www.spiritualarts.org. He is an illumined metaphysical teacher, healer, and co-author of numerous books, and Dimitri is also the co-creator with Barbara of the SAI programs, course curriculums, and numerous workshops. And again, as I mentioned, you can find out more by visiting the website spiritualarts.org. And with that, I'd like to welcome Dimitri to the show. Good day, sir. Good day. So nice to have uh, Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. I'm looking forward to this chat. Um, I, I learned um, a lot of different things <laughs> from reading your book um, about the heaven more. There's heaven a lot more. in there. Um, <laughs> There is. Yeah, that's one of those books that you kind of, you know, read, you know, a chapter at a time, you know, and then kind of let it uh, percolate a little bit and then and then go go further on. So um, if you wouldn't mind, I, I really like to have my guests kind of give a little bit of their background and, and their journey and kind of what got them on the road to what they're doing and, and what you did with Barbara in this book. So would you mind sharing a, a listeners a little bit about your sure. background? Sure. Yeah, and uh, in that course, of course, I'll be talking about Barbara. Um, well, I, my journey in, in spirituality um, uh, started a little bit later in life. Uh, my initial interests were in the arts. Uh, I, I was a classically trained uh, pianist and uh, also was pursuing a career in film and television. And, you know, things were going in a nice direction. But I was sort of having these, at the time, I was calling them my inspirational moments. It was just... It wasn't exactly specific ideas, but just I was in what I later understood was these sort of heightened states of awareness. 
Um, I didn't know anything about metaphysics at the time. Um, but, you know, at some point these got so intense, I had what now is understood as the spiritual awakening. And for me, it was a little bit like Saul in the road to Damascus. It was dramatic. And I, at first I did not have an understanding of what it was because I still didn't have the language, but I knew something had fundamentally changed in me. And then when I realized it was metaphysics, I couldn't get enough of it. I was drinking everything I could on it. Uh, and about a year after all that, I literally met Barbara at a uh, dinner party, and it was with her it was the first time I meditated. And that evening, I, I recognized she's my teacher. And we started to work together. She was training me pretty intensely right from the very beginning. And at a certain point, um, you know, she had amassed so many teachings, but just it was more sort of like a collection of notes. We realized, you know, you, we really have to organize all of this. And that led to creating the first book, Change Your or Change Your Life. And at that point, I thought, you know, I'm going to run the organization and I'll help her with the writing and I'll do my own growth. I didn't think that she was actually training me to be a teacher, too. But then that quickly started moving into that direction. And then we built up the institute and we've been, well, we've been building the organization for 20 years. The formal nonprofit started in 2005. And we have these series of books that we started writing. Um, I do have to talk about Barbara because she is extraordinary. The book is really celebrating, you know, all these decades of experience and knowledge and her own direct clairvoyant experience. As a matter of fact, when I did that first night when I met her, I had so many questions. And, you know, I thought we were having a nice conversation. She says I was interrogating her, but, <laughs> but she started talking. Perspective. <laughs> she started, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I really wanted to know about the other side. It's interesting, the very first night, you know. And she talked about it with such eloquence. And after a while, I realized, oh, my God, she's talking about it from her own experiences. And that's when I really knew mm. this was the one I had to study with. Uh, she was basically born clairvoyant from age three. She was seeing the auras, but she didn't understand. This was like, you know, depression, depression era times. So there weren't books that you could just go to the library and check out. And there was no Internet, of course. So uh, she knew, oh, I'm attracted to people that have these beautiful colors and not, you know, kind of repel that people have these disturbing colors. Uh, then at 11, she was actually, actually in an acting troupe company uh, in Kansas City, Missouri, and the woman, the leader, turned out to be uh, this hermetic scientist and took Barbara in privately and said, listen, you know, you can see the aura. And Barbara said, oh, my God, is that what it's called? She didn't even have a name for it. And says, I can see the aura, too, and I'd like to teach you about your gifts. And so Barbara started to get an education in metaphysics at that time at 11, and then they moved to California. She was kind of in the golden era of Hollywood, you know, energy and met a lot of celebrities and everything. And she also met another, uh, another woman that was very sophisticated in the mystical arts. And this woman trained her to be a teacher. So I say, you know, she got her first training at 11, but didn't start teaching until almost 40. So there was this tremendous period of development. And, um, the book, you know, all the books that we write are based on those clairvoyant experiences. And this one is just based on her experiences of the other side, but not just a, a storytelling of what happened. Like you just said, we organized it very carefully to show not just that the other side is a beautiful place, but it's part of our life now. 
It's not just for the day where we go home. Yeah, you know, that was the one thing that I liked most about the book was, and it is uh, relevance to this current existence, you know. The, right, you know, right. Quite, quite, yeah, quite often it's like, you know, like now when, when I, I kind of have grown to, you know, appreciate people who channel, but sometimes when, you know, like you, you talked about, I think, in the book, um, the uh, holy ones, you know, like the the guides, um, right. that it's like, okay, I love this information, but how does that help me here and now? <laughs> you know, how does that apply right. to here and now? And it, it, it just seems to me that, you know, it, that is a, a critical component to applying, you know, what it is that we learn. Well, the simple way to think of this, and it's pretty extraordinary, not only does the other side exist, but every single inspired idea that has ever benefited humanity and ever will came first through the other side. So we're connected to that world this minute. The very title of your show is kind of saying it. You know, the other side brings inspiration to earth. And what we have to do is we have to tune into it. We have to be good receivers of it. So the more we are aware of those worlds, the better, the better you know, inspirational flows will come in. So, yeah, it's definitely not for the day just when we cross over. When I did have my awakening, I was buying all these books. I had a roommate that didn't understand all of this. And, oh, book about the hereafter <laughs> and the other side. And he turned to me and said, are you dying, Dimitri? What's that? <laughs> You know, because that's what we think of the other side. <laughs> right. Yeah, very much. Yeah, and um, it's not. I think one of the things in the book is you don't go to heaven, but you grow to heaven. So I think that's mm-hmm. a, a wonderful way of of putting it. Now, by the way, um, I do want to let this know. You mentioned the book "Change Your Aura, Change Your Life," and I do have our <clears throat> show that we did on that book in the archives under your name, um, and that was five years ago, a little over five years ago. Oh, great. But, um, oh, please, please, yeah, please so, listen to that if you haven't already, because that gives you the meditation yeah. technique. So that's the meditation. Great. This is the why you meditate, to, to get closer to the divine, to grow spiritually. So these two books are very interconnected to each other, yes. Yeah. Okay, okay so now let's, I guess, start from a baseline of, um, how would how would you describe what heaven is? All right, um, boy, that's a beautiful question. I know, um, it's a, I know. First, I know there's a whole lot, a whole lot to that. Yeah, but I mean, I yeah, think, you yeah. Know, um, yeah. Go ahead. Well, let's let's start with this. So, um, of course, the first understanding has to be that there really is life beyond the veil we call physical. Um, you know, there have been, even in the ancient times, this is a big debate. Oh, if there is the resurrection of the body at the end of times, is it going to be the physical body? Are we going to go physically to heaven? And we have to understand that the physical world was born of this inner spiritual world and that these spiritual worlds are very much as real, if not more real than the physical. As a matter of fact, they call this world the world of illusion, the Maya world. So the other side is as real as real can be. And it has, you know, vistas, lakes, flowers, trees, 
you are in a form that is very recognizable. It's not dreamland. It's not fantasy land. It's not just some nebulous energy moving around. Everything that's here is there and much more so. Now, the difference, though, another big difference between here and there, and, uh, you know, there's a line in the Bible that says, in my father's house are many mansions. So what's being said there is that the other side is not one place. It's many places. There are many dimensions in the spiritual world. Earth is kind of this melting pot of different energies, but the other side is sort of tiered. So it's not only a place, it's a state of consciousness. And it's in sort of this ascending order of vibration. Not better or worse, but just, shall we say, more refined, more enlightened, more developed. There are realms of life that are more, shall we say, primitive and less developed, and others that are more developed and more evolved. So the, the realms, for example, very related immediately to Earth are not the heaven worlds. There's these other planes before you get to heaven, which are called the astral worlds. So before you can even get to heaven, you have to evolve through these beautiful astral planes, which means you have to develop your talents and skills and potential and everything. And once you do that, you, like you just said, you evolve, you grow to heaven. The key of the heaven worlds is it is sort of in the state of perfection. You are, you are in a place where the divine presence dominates and is sort of guiding everything. Here, you, yes, the divine is guiding life here, but sort of behind the scenes. There, you don't question if God exists. You don't question the angels. You don't que you're in the presence of all of this. So you know it's there, and the question is more is, how do I express myself in all this beauty and splendor? Now, one thing I do want to say, because some people have this image of heaven as like, you know, floating on clouds and playing harps. And just, how, how long can you do that? <laughs> That's going to get boring after a while, you know. <laughs> um, I've heard that song before <laughs> right. yeah and that's the exact opposite of what the reality is in the sense that it is so creative there you are closer you know we talk about God as the creator so that means you're getting close to the creative source of life so in the heaven worlds you are far more creative and inventive than you are in the other world so it's actually a far more exciting place because you're more empowered, you have more strength, you're more developed, you're more creative, and you're more in tune with the whole pulse speed of life. So there's no downside to this. It's all, it's all a blessing. Now, some may actually say, yeah, yeah, that's a pipe dream, but that's not me. And what metaphysics would say is we are all essential. We're all part of the fabric of life. And it's not a matter of if we will ever get to heaven. It's a matter of when. We're all destined for greatness. Okay, so and when it comes to um, the uh, that, that progression in that, the, so an atheist, <laughs> someone who doesn't believe or, you know, or, or believes maybe that, you know, when the time here is done, it's done, you know, um, that's that's not going to prevent them from ending up there. Maybe maybe in not in at all. Not at one all. One of the less not at all. One of the less refined. 
areas? I mean, uh, no, you know, no, what? no. Okay, so this is a good point. Okay. This is a good point because okay. the ego can get in here. You know, an egotist, okay. no one likes an egotist, but the worst kind of egotist is a spiritual egotist where you think, <laughs> hey, I'm a more evolved soul than you are, you know. So you better, we got to toss those ideas out the window. First of all, um, planet that we live on, we have to think of it like a school. We come here only for a certain period of time. No one gets out of here alive, <laughs> right? We're born, we live, right. and then we will all transition to the other side. It's not a question of it, just a matter of when. So right. the time that we have here become our lessons. So every single soul on earth is growing spiritually. Now, some may be cooperating with that process. Some may be uh, fighting it, and they could be just like in school, flunking a grade, okay? But hmm. everyone has the opportunity. Now, the key is how you're living your life. So when you talk like about an atheist, 99 out of 100 times, it's a reactive energy. They're reacting maybe to the idea of a specific religion, a specific religious philosophy, and that's what they're saying, believing. Now, mm -hmm. however, if they are living a good life, if they are living by ethics, if they live in, by high morals, if they're standing by their integrity, they are growing and evolving. You can have someone that's very devout, goes to church every Sunday, and on Monday they're cheating their partner. Which one mm -hmm. is growing better? You know, one is doing the lip service, the other one's doing it. Now, having said this, we come in, and the other thing we haven't talked about is the idea of we reincarnate. You know, we come here more than once to go to school. But there are times where we come to this earth, you're right, without the awareness of the greater life. And the lesson there is to build your goodness without that conscious awareness. There are other lifetimes where you come in, and yes, the light bulb goes on. And I'm sure most that are listening to the show, the light bulb went on for them where they know, oh, there must be something higher to aim to. Maybe you had a mystical or spiritual experience. You had something that told you the physical world is just not all there is. And that is the divine knocking on your door because this is the time to accelerate your growth because you are, if you can live a good life and do it with conscious awareness, yeah, then you are going to grow pretty darn fast. And part of the reason that there is this major awakening on earth right now, this spiritual renaissance, is we are going through a global humanitarian evolving period this is a, you know we talk about quantum physics and science but there's a, a quantum leap that's happening in spiritual development and this is an opportunity so one of the biggest themes in the book two of them are you know make you know well first of all if you've had the knock on the door if the higher sense of the world is calling to you answer it it is god knocking on your door and wherever you are do your best to make your spiritual growth and even higher priority in your life. Yeah. Um, yeah, and those are, you know, I think, um, you know, I, I've run into, I've encountered many people who are living a life where their deeds really are um, supportive of a very um, right. 
conscious kind of um, uh, a way of viewing life, you know, and and they may or may not, you know, have uh, awareness that um, that you know it is um, may not have awareness of the the greater scheme of the bigger picture, but I but I believe that they have that inner sense that it is the guiding force and, and they're just mm-hmm. going to go by that because they know that that's right. 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 And that's how they're growing. Yeah. Many times when we're faced with challenges in life and we go, Oh, life is so hard. This is so crummy. I got the short end of the lollipop. You know, <laughs> that's sometimes mm-hmm. that we're doing the biggest growing is during those moments of adversity. I love this. You know, there's, I don't, but in China, in the Chinese, you know, uh, characters, Crisis and opportunity is the same character. So when we look yeah. at a crisis in the right way, it's an opportunity for growth. So it really is a lot of our attitude. If I keep saying life is sucks and is a, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. You know, you got to see everything as a potential opportunity. Things may not always work out the way you want in your life. You know, look at what's happening now. Uh, the are yeah. seeing that there's this huge hesitation to jump into the job market again because people are using this moment they to reevaluate their goals what do i really want to do with my life what kind of job do i really want and this is a real it's so when when uh, uh, you know analysts describe it it's almost like a post-war period where we are truly mm-hmm. reevaluating what's important to us so this is wonderful it means some really wonderful seeds can be planted now because maybe before we weren't pursuing our highest good. We were just doing day-to-day job in, day-in, day-out. We weren't really thinking, is this really what I'm meant to do? Yeah, I've, I've, we've seen many examples of, of people who, you know, are doing that, who have re-prioritized, you know, things in their life um, and because of uh, the work situations have maybe pursued things that, you know, they wouldn't have been able to otherwise. So, I mean, in a way, it, mm-hmm. it does create that opportunity. So, yeah, and I, I, you know, one of my favorite perspectives is and whenever I encounter, whenever I encounter chaos, which I do on occasion, um, the first thing that always pops into my head is that, you know, just in the state of chaos, anything is possible. I mean, it's just one of those things that it just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, that, I mean, you know, I, I, for me, it just opens up, you know, it shifts my frame of thought from, oh, my God, what is, what is going on? You know, I mean, and, and just kind of going down the rabbit hole in the, in the chaos to recognizing that, you know, it is throwing out a whole lot of possibility, you know, that I just need to kind of, you know, look around, you know, and, and kind of pay attention. Um, so, um, and that helps, That's <laughs> that great. Helps, you know, guiding me through that, but, um, you know, but again, it's, it's perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's all part of spiritual growth. We have to see, you know, some people think, oh, there's my earth life and my spiritual life, but we got to remember it's really all spiritual, you know, uh, matter yeah. and spirit are one and we've got to see it as all. And when you start to see everything in your life as part of the great journey, then also it becomes more fun. Even the little things become, in a sense, part of the big thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, one of the one of the in your book, um, you, you talk about there's one chapter called "The Glory of Heaven," where you kind of go into um, the different um, numbers. I mean, there's like 
seventh heaven, you know, seventh heaven. Right. So um, can you talk a little, I mean, you know, you mentioned, you know, the spiritual or um, the um, astral world kind of leading up to heaven. So can you talk about a little bit about how that works? I mean, you know, like the, the different. The getting there? Heaven. The getting there, you mean? Yeah, the getting there. <laughs> or being yeah. there. <laughs> no, I think. Well, uh, okay. Let me let me just say. Let me just phrase it this way. Because you said that you know there are are the astral world that kind of lead you to it, to heaven. Um, and then looking, reading in the book, there are you know different uh, kingdoms um, that are right. in different heavens. So um, the question is, is in in our process of getting there. I mean, number one, do we immediately kind of go into a particular particular astral world, or um, do we get to? Yes. Yeah, so I'm I'm trying to get the yeah 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 no that's, me, that's, just, that's you know kind of understanding <laughs> what does it look like for me now you know that kind of thing you know where what's going to go on? Well, that's the crux of of the book you're just saying right there because we may ask the question: What actually is spiritual growth? And you could ask that to 20 different people and get 20 different answers. And it's a little bit like saying, you know, what is the difference between a child and an adult? It's not one thing. There's many things that are different between a child and an adult. So what we have to realize from what you just shared is that spiritual growth is the process of evolving through these many dimensions of life. That is spiritual growth. And wherever we are right now in that process of unfoldment, that's our place on the spiritual ladder at this moment. We will discover there's some that are further up the ladder than we are, and we'll discover there's some that are not as far as we are. It's not a race with other people, but what we want to do is reach our potential. So what we say is right now you and I, you know, talking together, We are energetically vibrating this moment to a dimension of life that corresponds to some place on the other side. It's not punishment or reward. It's like attracting like. So let's say, you know, I'm vibrating at 50,000 watts of power. I'm just going out and make believe number. Right. Yeah. And (laughs) it's my time to cross over to the other side. I won't go to a, a spiritual dimension that need, requires 100,000 watts of power or 20,000 uh-huh. watts of power. I'll go to the dimension that corresponds to the 50. It's like attracting like. So what we share is, and this has been Barbara's motto from the beginning of her training, the most precious thing you possess is your spiritual life because the divine light is your passport to eternity. The more light you earn, the more power you have and the higher you climb in the spiritual ladder. It really boils down to that. And what you want hmm. to ask here is we're all destined for that great, again, those great heaven worlds, but we may not all make it in this single lifetime. It takes many lives to do it. You don't go from kindergarten to graduate school in one year. You go through many grades to get to that. In the same way, you don't begin the journey and suddenly you're in the celestial heights. You have to evolve to those. So the question is, for this life, what is my potential in this life? What is my spiritual potential? How far up the spiritual ladder can I climb 
in this incarnation? And what can I do to organize my life in such a way to accomplish that? And then that's the goal we want to reach. Thing to remember is there's no, there's no delight on earth so sweet as reaching your spiritual potential and fulfilling your purpose in life. That there's many fun things to do in this world, you know, adventures to have, but the most important mm-hmm. is to complete the task of why we came here. And again, if the light bulb went on for you, spiritually speaking, it means mm-hmm. it's time to really pursue that potential with more conscious intent. And that mm-hmm. will help you accelerate the growth. And all of our training at the Institute, all Barbara's lifelong work, all that I'm doing, it's all geared around that. You know, they, they knew her so much initially as the, the fantastic, you know, or a specialist, but really her greatest gift is a spiritual teacher, helping people reach that, you know, whatever that peak is. And again, it could be different for each person. Okay. Well, you know, that makes sense, you know, um, because, you know, the idea, and, and also, you know, when you're talking about that um, crossing over to a like vibratory, you know, um, environment, right. let's say, you know, that, I mean, to me, it always made sense that, you know, individuals who pass on would be met, I guess, you know, with with um, situations that support their, many of their belief systems here, you know, in this particular life. Um, you know, I don't know if that were true, but it would make sense, you know, if, well, so, yeah. where... Well, certainly you don't suddenly, you know, by the way, you're not suddenly this completely different person when you cross over. You are pretty much what you are here on the other side. So, you know, that's why you want to work on your character traits now. You know, it's interesting, the, the Buddhistic teachings on heaven is actually close to the metaphysical because they see, they see the other side as this, um, not a permanent place. They see it as kind of a place by karma. So you, you go to the karmic place you've earned the right to be at, gives you a chance to come back and do better. And, you know, the Buddhists have many heaven worlds. I mean, it's a very complex system. Uh, that they have there, but it's to get to the ultimate, but you have to go through these stages to get there. It's not automatic. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, gosh, we're already halfway yeah. through the show, Dimitri. We're going really quick here. Oh. So I want to take just a quick break, and um, mm-hmm. and then when we come when we come back, um, as we mentioned early on, you know, there is that one um, part in, in uh, Chapter 3 in your book called Bringing Inspiration from the spirit worlds to earth, which I, of course, immediately went to, and just, you know, inspiration being my, kind of my, you know, thing. Um, but I wanna, <laughs> when we come back, I want to talk about, you know, the idea of inspiration, where does it start, where does it come from, all of that, okay? Great, great. Okay, great. Sounds Everyone good. stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, 
nature photography, calendars, and 5 by 7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Dimitri Moraitis, and we are talking about um, his work with Barbara Martin and their new book, Heaven and Your Spiritual Evolution, A Mystic's Guide to the Afterlife and Reaching Your Highest Potential. Again, you can find out more by visiting the website, spiritualarts.org, and there's a lot for you to explore there. So, okay, we're back, Dimitri. Great, great. Thank you. Great. Okay, well, so inspirations, and, and like I said, that one kind of caught me, caught my eye. Yeah. Um, my, my, um, the, the name of the show came about as a result of me having a, an astrological reading from um, a friend probably 25 years ago now. And it was, mm-hmm. she, uh, did a, she did a, a tape, a cassette tape, <laughs> which I was listening to, which kind of shows you the technology of the time. Um, but, um, and, and in her, in her, and I was kind of just, you know, laid back, just absorbing what she was saying. A lot of it was astrology, which I wasn't really familiar with. But at one point during the, the two-tape uh, you know, reading, um, she just came out and just said, "My, for me, my purpose was bringing inspiration to earth. And it, it was one of those things that it just, I mean, I got the chills from the top of my crown chakra down to my toes. I mean, it, and it was, and I'm not one that really, at that time, readily recognize, you know, energy, you right. know, and right. so it, it was one of the things that made such an impression on me, you know, that it was like, it, I mean, it just shook me at core level anyway, so when it came time to do the, the show and podcast, it, it just seemed that that was what to do, and when I was reading that section in your book, um, you talk about inspiration um, also kind of um, in the other worlds, kind of like um, that there's the, the other worlds are a, an opportunity to practice, you know, um, some talents and that kind of, so can you talk about um, how inspiration works with this world and the other worlds, the, the astral worlds or the heavenly worlds? Wow, yeah. Well, I love inspiration, too, obviously. Um, Even before, um, you know, getting the metaphysics, being in the arts, I mean, you are, uh, you surrender to your muse, right? Uh, It's all about Mm -hmm. receiving inspiration. So, and again, anything that has truly benefited this earth um, came through inspiration. And you notice an interesting thing about inspiration is you cannot command it. 
You cannot say today I'm going to come up with the most brilliant idea I've ever had in my life. Uh, you have to set the condition to find it. And you have to create a mental, you have to think almost like your mind is not first the transmitting station, it's first the receiving station. You must receive inspiration. It comes to you, which means it comes from a place outside of you, so to speak, or beyond you. Right. And mm-hmm. that's how you connect with the other side. Now, some I used to, in having my many years of being in music, Beethoven was a great example. They said that it was sometimes hard to spend time with him because you could be having lunch with him. In the middle of lunch, you would see his eyes would go wild and he'd be getting these great ideas. And he'd say, lunch over. I got to go right. You know, so it's very mm-hmm. important that when you do get ideas, that you do follow through with them. They're coming from somewhere. It's not just idle chatter in your brain. And also just to remind, uh, to inspire everyone here, we are inspired, you know, again, it may not be Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, but we are inspired every day. There is inspiration that flows to us every single day of our life. So the question is, and if right now you're not feeling like you're living an inspired life, it's really just a matter of reattuning you to those higher inspirational flows. Now, if inspiration doesn't come from us, where does it come from? And that's what we're saying. It comes from the inner world. It comes from the world of spirit. You have to think of those places, and I'm especially speaking of the higher dimensions of life, as like the inspirational laboratories, where the creative ideas are first, shall we say, conceived, and then brought through down here. So Hmm. as we do start to open up to the higher, as we do start to think of our mind as more than just our little brain box, we call it, you know, a brain, then we start to realize there are things we can tap into. Because, you know, we look at geniuses and say, okay, that's them, not me. They're supposed to be examples of what we can do. We're all supposed to live an inspired life. So, yes, as you start to open up to the, the infinite mind that flows through all creation, that flows through all the higher heaven worlds, all the astral worlds and here on earth, and it comes down to us as we receive it. Now, there's something very interesting here I'll bring up since you brought it up. Well, two things I'll say. Let's say here on earth you were an accountant or whatever and you lived a good life you had a good family but in your heart you had this real desire to sing and you had a good voice but you never got to pursue it so what can happen is when you cross over on the other side it's a genuine desire you will develop that talent more on the other side it won't stop and then let's say in another incarnation you're meant to be a singer. You know, this life, you're meant to be the family man and, and do a good job with that, but this talent was there all along. Then you will work on the other side to build that skill so that when you come back again, this time it will be as the, the, maybe the opera singer. Uh, hmm. Barbara's oldest brother was a tremendous opera singer, and she saw him on the other side after he died, and he was still singing over there you know, to audiences and all of that, it was a, like, a, like a Pavarotti voice. So 
the creativity doesn't stop just on the other side. And again, we want to think of the higher dimensions of life on the other side as creative. They're creative, inspirational places. And it's not just creativity for that sake. It's creativity to bring it over here. And then that's what we want to do. Now, meditation is a great tool to try to access the more inspirational mind. We, everything we do is based on meditation and prayer because meditating, you are kind of reorganizing your consciousness to be more receptive. Meditation is actually a receiving state so that you can receive guidance and inspiration. And then as you trained yourself to, you know, keep those antennas open, uh, I love this story. Again, I was involved with film. You know, one of the great movies, Casablanca, the two writers couldn't come up with that classic line towards the end, and they were driving down Wilshire Boulevard, and simultaneously they came up with the same line, round up the usual suspects. That was an inspiration. It came from the higher. And they were both so in tune together, they both received it at the same time. I will share this mm. one other, it's sort of humorous. Remember, inspiration from the other side does not have any copyrights. So you may <laughs> not be the only one that's getting that idea. So, <laughs> so if you're getting it, do something about it. <laughs> yeah. Now, that, I mean, and I'll, I must say that one of my past um, endeavors um, was, was um, working with um, someone creating a, a, an oracle. And um, when it came time for trademarking and all that kind of thing, we, we went backwards. We didn't uh, secure that uh, trademark thing first. And when it came time to do it, it was like somebody else, you know, was showing yeah. up as, you know, having a request in the same name and the same category. And, right. and we were like, right. oh, my right. God, you know. And um, yeah. luckily, they, they didn't pursue it, you know, um, but we did, you know. So um, well, it was one of those good things where it was obviously meant to happen. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, you know, I think it's in the, the, ether. The, it's in the, it's in the spiritual atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we, we were of the belief that, you know, if something is meant to be here, you know, they will, they will go through several different opportunities because maybe one in five who have that inspiration will actually follow through, you know, and do something. Mm -hmm. But if it's important, it'll kind of get disseminated. So, so I don't know if it was uh, Tolstoy or Beethoven that said this, but both of them seem to have been attributed that I I was attributing to Beethoven that writing music is 3% inspiration and 97% perspiration. (laughs) The inspirational part is easy. Not easy, but it comes yeah. sometimes quickly. But the doing of it can right. take quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can, and and you know, and it seems like that is the um, the difference between um, you know putting into motion what you receive, you know, and not. And so, do you feel that you know in the cases where you get these bits of inspiration that um, if one does routinely does not follow through on inspiration, will will that um, maybe become a filter 
for receiving? You know, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, uh, that inspiration coming from the, the yeah, well, yeah, you know, we, yeah. We told him twenty times to do something. Twenty times he didn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. Well, what's up with this exactly. Well, I will say the higher doesn't give up on us because they see us in our highest okay. and best light. But you're making a very good point. You got to think of it like a muscle. If you don't use the muscle, it's going to get weak. So you you have to exercise it. You know, uh, you have to if you have creative energy, if you're artistic or inventive. You need to exercise it. You know, one of the, when I first started working with Barbara, again, coming from a strong artistic background, one of the most beautiful understandings of the aura that I got was the difference orically between talent and inspiration. In the aura, inspiration appears as this powder blue light, and it's often seen above the head. Talent, the ability to carry it out, comes through as this deeper electric blue and it's seen usually to the left of the heart center. So those are two different skills that you have to develop. The inspirational one, but also the intuitive. Now you have some people that are good in one and not the other. For example, even Irving Berlin that wrote all these amazing songs. I mean, inspiration galore. As I understand it, he could only play in one key signature on the piano. And he actually had a transposing keyboard because he learned in Timpan Alley. He didn't have the technical skills, let's say, of a Mozart. Um, but you want to develop both. You want to develop your craft in anything that you're doing, and you want to keep those that inspiration flowing. Yeah, boy, it, it's um, I, I just find it fascinating. And I, you know, in the um, and when it comes to inspiration, it's you know, I always. The, the um, like I'm not closing. I say you're bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch. So I mean, it's like you know, there's this one. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. you, we do receive inspiration, but also not only become inspired, but become inspirational. So I mean, those are, I guess that's the right, uh, maybe right, the student-teacher right. kind of paradigm. Well, that's the purpose. That's yeah. Well, why? Uh, you know, uh, when uh, Handel wrote the Messiah, and he wrote that part of the hallelujah chorus, he said, literally, I felt like I was in heaven, and the heavens had opened up. Mm -hmm. So he was writing as he was in heaven, and how many decades, centuries, has that music inspired others? It's still one of the greatest choral works ever written. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, Now, um, I, I... in your book, um, you know, you did mention meditations, um, you know, and in your book you also have you have a chapter that's devoted to meditations to uh, connect with spiritual worlds. So um, there's one called the higher self meditation and then receiving inspiration. Mm-hmm. So can you – do you have a favorite meditation maybe or, or one that is, you know um, – that you can maybe share with the listeners that they might want to employ? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I could always do one now, but but let me share briefly. Um, So in our meditative practice, uh, there's many different forms of meditation, of course, and they all have their value, but ours is what's called meditating with divine light. So in our meditation, you are accessing, shall we say, a chakra point outside your aura entirely, beyond the crown chakra, up about two feet above your head, and you're asking the divine to downray certain spiritual energies to you. 
let's say if you do need more inspiration, you can actually call on the powder blue ray of inspiration in the meditative mm. state. And, and this is the whole foundation of all of our work because as you're drawing in more of these powers which come from the spiritual worlds, the heaven worlds, then you are elevating and building up the power of your auric field. You're becoming more creative, more inspirational, more inventive, and most important, you're evolving your soul. Excellent. Yeah, excuse me. Um, you know, it, those are wonderful um Wonderful meditations, a wonderful way to, to look at it. And those are things that I've, you know, the, like the higher self meditation or, and inspiration are ones, the topics that I like. Now, also in the book um, is one of my other favorite topics. Uh, and it's um, the chapter after that is called Sleep and Traveling to the World of Spirit. Uh, oh, spiritual blessing. I love the dream world. You know, I, 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 I know now what was astral travel back when I was a child. I mean, I would fly, literally fly, clapping my hands to a particular location of yellow daisies with, you know, what I now know are like three guides kind of scattered throughout the, the daisies. But I mean, I would I would visit those folks and feel so refreshed in the morning, you know, having spent time there. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the idea of, of sleep and traveling in yeah, the world yeah. of spirit? Well, of course, we could do a whole show just on that. Um, <laughs> probably one of the most mysterious parts of the whole journey on Earth is what you just said. So I think the way to introduce this so it, it, it makes, it feels, uh, you know, it feels integrated into life is that, okay, we never, we were born of physical parents, but our soul already existed. We came from a pre-existence before we came into this physical world. And then we're going back to that world when we're finished. So we're, we're uh, uh, what is, uh, who was the, is it, was it Teilhard de Chardin said, we are not physical beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience. So we came from the spiritual worlds. We're spiritual while we're here, and we will return to them. Now, because we are immersed in matter, um, we need to maintain the connections to the world of spirit even while we're here. Now, it happens by what we just talked about with inspiration and guidance and all of that. But fascinatingly enough, another way the higher reaches us is, yes, while we sleep. Because in many ways, we're closer to the spirit worlds during the time of sleep. Now, the ancients sometimes took this almost literal to think it was almost like a temporary death and a coming back again the next day. Um, but the idea that we are connected to the other side, and you're saying you've had experiences of being there during the sleep time, this is different from dreaming. Dreaming is a mental process that goes on. And, of course, sleeping is a regenerative process that goes on. But since the conscious mind, the intellectual mind, is sort of at rest, in many ways we are naturally more our spiritual self. And the divine can reach us during that time. And sometimes, not every night, they will take us to the inner worlds while we sleep to recharge us, to refresh us, to inspire us, and bring us back to earth. We won't necessarily remember it, but we will receive mm -hmm. the benefits. And that is the most beautiful. And 
this was one of the new things that came in for the book. Sometimes things can come in and it's it's like, you know, brand new things. And that's one of it. You, you turned into it is that we do recommend. Well, first of all, we recommend that you meditate every day. But we also recommend now that just before you go to sleep to do this sort of short meditation that we offer in the book so that if, you know, during the sleep it's that time for you to receive from the higher, that you're kind of more tuned into it. And they may bless you from the inner worlds. And that, again, like he said, the next morning you may feel more refreshed than ever before because it wasn't just a physical recharging there was a spiritual recharging that went on as well. And it's really a beautiful part of the work. It keeps you more connected to the inner worlds because you're part of them and inspires you. I will share this one brief thing, and Barbara does a beautiful teaching on this. Let's say there are two people, a couple, and they're getting ready to conceive having a child. They want children, and they're getting ready to conceive. Now, in our metaphysical study, there's no such thing as a purely biological pregnancy because there's a soul in that that's connected to that what's going to be that baby. And so there's a spiritual mm-hmm. process that has to go on. So what happens is those two people will be taken to the inner worlds at night, and guess what? They're going to meet the soul that's going to be their son or daughter, and there's going to be a mutual agreement. You're going to be my mommy and daddy. I'm going to be your son or daughter. And then shortly after that, physical conception takes place. So you cannot say you didn't choose your parents. You cannot say you didn't choose your child. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I know. Now this karmic thing that come into still, that. Yeah. I still wonder what was I thinking. <laughs> but, no. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, you know, it is. I mean, when you you know you talked. Uh, the parents, you know, quite often, you know, they indicate that, uh, you know, the children's are, children are some of their best teachers, you know, and um, yes, yeah. so it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a mutually. Um, that's like seeing your own grade in, the ch- in your child saying, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, exactly. Very much so. Well, you know, um, yeah, so, boy, there is, you have a whole lot of information um in your book, and you know, again, I want to recommend it to, to the listeners. Um, but we're only down to five minutes, and I don't want to close without talking a little bit about the Spiritual Arts Institute that you have. So, you, you mind telling us, you know, what what the mission is uh, of the institute yes, yes, and yes. what it offers? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for asking. It's a it's a it's a educational nonprofit that we have in Encinitas, which is the San Diego. California area, and we have we have lessons that you can take from anywhere in the world because we do them virtual as well as in person, and the whole foundation is helping souls grow. Our job, we've got, you know, decades of training that we are, we've incorporated into this to give you opportunities to develop your soul, learn about the aura, learn how to meditate, learn about the inner worlds. All these things are one of our foundational programs is the seven spiritual arts we've actually been writing books on all seven this is our fifth we have two more books that we're writing because there's so much to learn about metaphysics and you know in the ancient days you wanted to do this kind of work you joined a mystery school or an ashram and so we've tried our best to sort of recreate that energy and atmosphere 
in this beautiful fellowship with other people. You know, one of the most beautiful things of doing this work is the people you meet because they're on the journey that you're on and they're trying to evolve their soul like yeah. you are. And it's just a wonderful collaboration and fellowship. And it, it's encouraging to be around people that are on the same journey as you. We have a wonderful group of people there. Uh, yes, you can visit our site, spiritualarts.org, O-R-G. Um, we have workshops coming up and events. And we are, our, ground, our foundational class is the Change Your or Change Your Life Foundation class that teaches you to meditate with divine life. Yeah, that's, you know, the, the ability to have a group of like-minded individuals to um, maybe help you understand, which, I mean, because people yeah, are going yeah. through that awareness all the time, you know, and there are people going through different, you know, different stages all the time. And, you know, like you said, you know, when you first understood, you know, what what was happening, then, you know, then it clicks. You know, that's when, you know, kind of things right. change and paradigms change and lives change. And uh, so it's good to be able to have that as a point of reference or, 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 or uh, a resource to be able to, to draw from. So um, great. that's great. great. Well, our time is just about done, uh, Dimitri. So now, I, I, if I'm still around, and this is my 12th year doing the show, so if I'm around, I hope to talk about those <laughs> other two books that are in the in the works um, because I've, I've enjoyed changing. Actually, the next one will be about the, it's, it's about the inspirational mind. So that would be a good a good book to talk uh, about. Oh yeah. boy, yeah. boy, I'm looking forward to that. Well, thank you very much. Um, now, if people wanted to get in touch with you, uh, would it be best through the spiritualarts.org or another Absolutely. Way? Absolutely. That's the way. That, that's okay. It. Yes. There's a phone number, too, you know, but, but call, uh, yeah, email or text. We have a wonderful staff that's ready to help you, and uh, I'll go to our website. It's very well laid out. We just got a new one. Uh, we have other books, as you mentioned. It's uh, uh you know, change your change your life. Carmen reincarnation, communing with the divine, healing power of your aura. So we have several books on metaphysics out right now. Great. Well, I really appreciate your time today, Dimitri. It's, it's been a joy, <laughs> and, and I really look yeah. forward to talking with you again. And hopefully, you know, those books will be out before another five years. <laughs> oh no, no, no. We are going to do them a lot faster right now. Yeah, this one should be out in two years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's our goal, yeah. All right, right, sir. Well, listen, you have a good day, and I really appreciate your time with us. Oh, really, thank you for having me on. Bye-bye. Take care. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been Dimitri Maridis. We've been talking about a book that he co-authored with Barbara Martin called Heaven and Your Spiritual Evolution, a Mystic's Guide to the Afterlife and Reaching Your Highest Potential. And again, you can find out more about the book and the other offerings that they have by visiting the website spiritualarts.org. So everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, 
Visit byteradio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.